0: Welcome to The Busy Latter-day Saint, where righteous desires and living life come together. Here members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints discuss their challenges and successes in studying the scriptures. I'm your host, Richard Bernard. Before we hear from our guest, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and leave comments. This will help the podcast in reaching a larger audience. Also, invite your friends to listen. Information on how to reach me and a link to my website are in the show notes. The music for this program is by Marvin Goldstein and used with his permission. And now, today's interview. Welcome, Marilee. How are you doing? Really good. Thank you. Good. Um, Thank you for spending some time with me. Uh, I'd like to start off with you just saying a little bit about yourself, your family, and things that you're involved in. That, that would take the entire hour, but okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I realize that, but go, go ahead.
1: That's all good. That's all good. Um, yep, I'm married to my husband, Steve. We've been married 40 years, and we have four adult sons and two grandkids and one on the way. And um, by trade, I'm an estate planning attorney in California and Utah. Um, I also have uh, written and published over a dozen books. Um, I do the speaker circuit all over the United States, taught BYU Education Week for 24 years, and uh, I do a lot of political work. So I'm uh, program director of Family Watch International. Uh, I created the Abortion Free Utah Coalition. Um, I do a lot of political work. And my husband took over cooking two years ago, and I have experienced great marital bliss.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well about the about the the abortion, tell me more about that. Uh,
1: yeah, I started about a year and a half ago. Uh, I created the abortion free Utah coalition uh, uniting the pro-life groups and individuals here in uh, the state of Utah, and we work to uh, eliminate elective abortion. Uh, so we do a number of things. we work on legislation, we do educational pieces we've uh, right now, we're developing a resource guide to hand out to women all over the state so that they have alternatives other than Planned Parenthood. Um, our goal is to shut down Planned Parenthood in Utah because they kill 2,000 babies a year. Um, and that's 6 babies a day. And in Utah, we have 3,000 elective abortions a year
0: on average. That's 8 babies a day. So I work very hard on that. Wow. Now, if somebody wants to know more, do, is there a website or how do they get more information? Do that. They can go to abortionforutah.org.
1: It's on there. They can reach out to us, and uh, if they want to participate. That'd be wonderful.
0: Okay. And you are an author. You said there was about a dozen books. I think I counted thirteen, and uh, very interesting, wide range of books. Um, Uh, on on, on raising children. But my favorite one is Strangling Your Husband Is Not an Option. (laughs) (laughs) That one's been a good one. Yeah, I wrote that
1: for wives. Everybody's always asking, when are you going to write the book for husbands? I'm like, no. No, no, no. So, yeah, that's that's been a fun one. Yeah, writing has been... I write whatever I feel like writing. And so it's been you know, parenting, marriage, uh, I've written, you know, Christmas books, children's books, inspirational, self-help, yep, whatever I feel like it. It's often what I'm learning, right? So I wrote that book after I'd been married about, you know, I don't know, 25 years. It's like, here's what I've learned, right? And, uh, and I kind of suffer through the hard way and learn it, and then I try to share it with
0: Well, that, that is great, and... Uh... My, I just learned today. My daughter, no, yeah, it's my daughter, not daughter in It's my daughter said that she's very familiar with your books and really likes them. Oh, good! Wonderful. So she she knew exactly all about you. Now you've also are on the political scene. Oh yeah. And you've run yeah, for yeah, office, yeah. you've run for office a few times. I I'm actually taking the blame for the last time you didn't win. Um, because I, I, I well, I'm finding whenever I support somebody and actually get out and knock on doors, they they don't win. So I'm i i i I'm always <laughs> leery to do it anymore. Same thing in California. Um, I was supporting a man who was a retired police officer. He was a captain. He was very involved with uh, gangs and youth and helping them. He started Meals on Wheels in the San Gabriel Valley. Just a good man, and he was running against the incumbent, who had uh, had been pulled over for drunk driving, has had charges on uh, uh, abusing his wife, uh, physical abuse, and all these things, and um, he won. I just yeah. it, it just blows my m- mind and and I knocked on one door and the person happened to be with the school board and um he said no I'm gonna vote for the vote for the incumbent and I said but he's never kept any of his promises he said yeah I know but he contacted me recently and said this year it'll be different oh yeah, yeah. i ju- i walked yeah around. I, um, yeah, I it's, it's- Challenging thing, isn't it? It's yeah, it, it, it is. I walked away and I said, "This is useless. <laughs> this is this is terrible."
1: I know. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I uh, I ran in
1: uh, California. I lived in Southern California, and I was on the city council there uh, for eight years, two terms there. Uh, and then I came to California, not intending to do politics in California. I mean, I had been doing it for decades. In I mean, excuse me, not in
0: Utah. But the Lord had something else in mind. So, yeah. Interesting experiences here. Yes. And, uh, of course, in California, the Democrats are they're destroying the state. <laughs> and if anybody's listening that's a Democrat, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be the truth. Well, w- with all these things that you do, how do you take time for things, the spiritual side of your life? Uh, I put that first.
1: Not even a question that comes first. And, and, and people ask that all the time. How do you do so much? And I always answer and say, I put first things first, and I get eight hours of sleep. <laughs> you know, those are high priority. Uh, always have. Uh, always always have. You know, put kept that priority in place. And I find that um, when you do that, the Lord really expands your ability Um, to do what he needs you to do. In fact, it was very interesting as I began the, the, uh, well, actually, it was uh, before I began this campaign that I just uh, recently ran. um, I was very, very busy working with Family Watch. I was putting in 50, 60-hour work weeks in all my jobs, right? And I got a wonderful blessing and I remember he blessed me. I was asking for a blessing about, uh, uh, actually, a mammogram test because I've had breast cancer and I'm, I was waiting to hear him one. And he instead spent the entire time as my home teacher blessing me about all these things relative to my work. And I hadn't asked for that, you know. Uh, but at one point he said, I bless you that you will find great reservoirs
0: of time.
1: And I thought, first of all, what an odd phrase. But then I thought, Oh, that's what I need. <laughs> that's what I need because I I was so busy. I thought I need, mean, and it was interesting how Lord kept layering other things in my life, and yet I was able to find the time. You know, uh, so yeah, spiritual comes absolute first.
0: Well, then with that comes scripture study. What method do you use?
1: I I mix it up. Uh, I use so I use several different methods. Um, I'll say some of the foundational things. I read the Book of Mormon every year without fail. Um, ever since, uh, President Benson told us to read it every year, I've been reading it every year. Um, I read The Pearl of Great Price every January. Uh, going ask me why, I just kind of started doing that, and I enjoyed it so much, I just kind of kept doing it, because, you know, The Pearl of Great Price really kind of sets out the plan of salvation, kind of, you know, the creation of everything, and it's a nice start to the year. So I do that every year, and then every year I also read, uh, whatever's the standard work. In fact, it was funny, I was just putting together my 2021 goals just a few minutes ago and put down, you know, that next year is Doctrine and Covenants. So I, I read if it's New Testament or whatever it is, I also read that. Uh, and I usually read that one along with the pacing of the class. Now it's called Come Follow Me, of course. And so I, I read that with the pacing of the class. Um, And then I do a lot of memorization. Um, so, uh, for example, this year in preparation for a conference, I memorized the first vision. Um, I had not served a, a mission, and so I thought, oh, it's about time, right? And so I, I memorized the first vision. Um, and then I encouraged my family to do this. And then I memorized, in fact, it was funny we were sitting there at a conference, and the prophet reads the proclamation of the restoration <laughs> my husband turns to me and says good luck there's another one <laughs> I'm like oh why um, and so I went ahead and memorize that next year I will be memorizing uh, the new and everlasting covenant um, section 132 uh, year following I'm doing law consecration so every year I try to memorize uh, some foundational uh, thing. I've memorized proclamation of the family my patriarchal blessing Um, Old Covenant of the Priesthood, you know, just whatever it is that either is focused on in general conference or is focused on in our annual study. So I I do uh, a lot of memorization. And I got to tell you,
0: I'm in my 60s now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's taking me a little bit longer.
0: Um, What what I'm wondering about is I memorize things, but two or three years later, it's like I didn't memorize it at all. Do you have that problem or are you able to retain it? Um I do uh
1: so I I was refreshing every January and February I would refresh my memorization of the whole list, right? But now um I do one each day. And so Monday is Merrily Day, so it's patriarchal blessing. Tuesday is the proclamation on the family. Um, you know, Wednesday is the restoration. And so I have one each day um that I'm refreshing. That has really helped. Um, that, that has really helped. And so I have one each day um, that I review and, and try to recite. Um, also I use video helps. Uh I love the living Christ, but I struggle so hard to memorize that. I just tried and tried and just could not pull that one off. And so I came across a video, uh I think it's Mormon Belief. And if you do YouTube, I think it's Mormon Beliefs and do the Living Christ. So it's a video of the Proclamation with pictures. You know, and so it says, you know, as we commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ, you know, two millennia ago, it has a picture of baby Jesus. You know, we offer our testimony and know, da-da-da. And it had pictures along, and that did the trick. Hmm. Uh, I'm a very visual person. And so once I added that, there's one for the... Uh, Proclamation on the Family that is a wonderful video. It is with uh, a person reciting it, but it has a lot of I'll call it graphical representations where they kind of go through and they show the words big and da 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 And so I used that one. So I, and then uh, the restoration, I came across a woman who had put it with pictures, not on video, but on pictures, and I printed that out and I used those. And so when I'm has out, oh, what's the next one? The picture pops into my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, 200 years ago, da, 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 and And I'm able to memorize a lot easier with the pictures that.
0: Very good. I, I'm impressed with your ability to run on a schedule like you do. Oh, well, and that one, I'll tell
1: you, I was very blessed. Uh, Randall Wright, who teaches at Education Week, I don't know if you've attended his stuff. He's great. Um went all heck broke loose in my life a few years ago and, and the good Lord had always had a job, I went to education because I was praying. How, how, how am I supposed to do all these things? There's just no way. How how am I supposed to do And I attended Randall's class and he said, okay, I'm teaching this again. I don't know why, but obviously some of you are not listening and not practicing this. And he talked about getting up early and having that morning devotional. And I had been pretty good on that. But I went to his and he talked about you know the prophets getting up at five a.m. You know all the general goings he's talked to have all said the same thing. They got up very early and they all had a morning devotional. And then I swear, like about three or four other classes, I was in Susan Easton Black and she goes, "Yeah, I get up every morning at five a.m." I'm like, "Oh, of course you do." (laughs) And then then another one I went to and he was says, "Yeah, I get up." And I thought, okay. I mean, by the end of education, it's like, okay. so I get up early. I don't always get up at 5, I will tell you. Uh, but I get up early and I do my morning devotional. And uh, I do my study, my prayers, my, whatever I'm memorizing. I have a daily mission statement I recite, my goals or my uh, values. Uh, and I exercise, you know. And I try religiously to do that pretty much every single morning. Um, that's
0: huge. Huge, huge, huge. Now, as an attorney, um, words are everything to the practice of law. And so, yes, (laughs) it's all about the words. Um, As you study the scriptures, do you get much into the words and the vocabulary or think about it from that standpoint? Very much so. And I've
1: done word studies. For example, one year I studied the word remember. Fascinating. Um, and I studied all the scriptures having to do with the word remember. One year I did a study on the word heart. Uh, that was, so yes, I love, I love studying the words. I love looking up the meanings. you know. Uh I was just looking up why Joseph Smith said the word adieu. You know, I mean, so yeah, I, I very much dig into the words. I think it's so helpful. You know, for years as a, young woman growing up during the women's movement, I was bothered by Eve being called, you know, a help meet for her husband. I'm like, what? You know, it sounded so derogatory until I researched it, and I'm like, oh, a help meet for him. In other words, a helper equal to him. I'm like, okay, now we're talking. Right? And so it really has helped um, dig into those words and study them a little bit more and and ponder them more. Um, Yeah, I, I... very much. And I'll tell you, one of the great, remember when, uh, oh, it was about two years ago, President Nelson asked us to go through, uh, he asked the women to go through and highlight all the references to Christ in the Book of Mormon. Uh, wow. That was mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Um, I mean, I knew it was you know, a second witness to Christ, but oh, my word. You know, I, I had no idea. Uh, so, yeah, I think focusing on the words it makes it
0: uh, richer, it's
1: your experience, you know?
0: And now, as you do this study, do you have a way of recording your things? Do you have a journal? What, how does this work? Yes, I will tell you I'm terrible.
1: I'm absolutely terrible on journal keeping. Um, I have one. It's right by my, uh, my, I have a little, I have, my guest room, I turned into almost like a little sanctuary. Um, Quebec, so that's why I go in and do my devotional in the morning. Um, and yes, I have a journal, and I'm really lousy. <laughs> and it makes me so sad because I just, I just finished reading a uh, biography of um, Spencer Kimball. Then I read the biography of uh, George Albert Smith. And here they are just doing amazing things, keeping that journal. So I will say journal keeping has been one of my failings in life. I do it intermittently. I do it so, so I don't do it great.
0: Yeah, there's a quote by President Kimball that says, um, and I'm, I'm summarizing it, if you're, not, if you're not keeping a journal, then repent. <laughs> so. Oh,
1: yeah. And all the time. I mean, it's try very hard to emulate the process, and every one of them are amazing journal keepers. So I try and try and try, and I, yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that is not something I have disciplined myself to do every day. Um, but I do try to do it. I try to record, uh, Revelation. Um, yeah, yeah. And and insights. I will tell you, my scriptures are marked to death. (laughs) Uh, they, I mark them all over the place. So, uh, you know, I am at least doing that. And and I am doing journal, just not, I should.
0: Well, now, as a young mother, uh, and I know you've written some books on related kind of this subject, but how did scripture study fit in as a young mother?
1: Um, then I did my scripture study at noon. Uh, I put my children down for a nap. Um, and, okay, so here's a funny story. I used to watch a soap opera of all my children, it was on at noon. And every day I'd put the kids down for a nap, and I'd make my lunch and watch my soap opera. And then one day the bishop gave a talk and talked about. Uh, stewardship and how we would be held accountable for our time. And I sat there and thought, are you kidding me, Mary? And I did a complete 180 and began to do my scripture study at noon. Uh, I'd put the kids down for their naps, afternoon naps, and I would eat my lunch and do, um, do my scripture study then. And that that worked very well. Um, and I was able to be very consistent with that for, for many, many years uh, until they got more consistent in the morning and then I shifted to morning. Um but our family scripture study, I had four little boys, was challenging. I will say, of all the parenting things that I did, we struggled with that one the most. Very, very hard. Um, you know, I'd have kids in, you know, four different schools or, you know, some in seminary. And I was often teaching seminary. And, and it was hard. It was something uh, that we had to work on and fight for all the time. Uh, you know, I'm, I mean, the Book is a family. Times. Um, and, and then I got to the point when they were older that I just put the Book of Mormon on the table and we read at dinner. And they didn't get to eat until they had a scripture saying that that worked <laughs> very well with four boys. That, that worked. Um, but that was something that was really hard. Uh, that was hard. Um, you know, but I knew it was important. And I tell parents now oh my goodness, I would move heaven and earth and fight. That I mean, I fought for it, but I would fight even harder nowadays. I our little ones now uh, are going to need to know the doctrine backwards and forwards. They're going to need to know their scriptures and love them and turn to them, and that's going to take a lot of effort from uh, particularly mothers, but moms and dads out there both. Um, that's something we got to fight for. Critical. Yeah,
0: yes, I I agree. I'm very concerned with our youth, uh, what they're being taught in school. I've told my w- I've told my wife and some of my children, I said, if I had young children, they'd be homeschooled.
1: Amen. Not even
0: a question. I,
1: I now <laughs> say, we need to pray about it now. <laughs> and I don't care yeah. if you live in Utah or not. Uh, the work that I do in the state and the international stage, I know what's being taught, and it's way worse than anybody even knows or realizes. So, yeah, I agree with you. And, yeah. and I think, how inspired, though, was the Prophet and Apostles to uh, encourage that home-centered learning and really emphasize it. Uh, I think that home-centered teaching and learning is going to be the one thing that saves our next generation. And the question is, are the parents going to make the effort? Because it's a heck of an effort. Yep. Um, and and so are they going to invest in that and make that effort? Because I I truly believe it is the only way to save your children from what is to come.
0: Yep. I I thoroughly agree. I I just thoroughly agree. I know some school boards throughout the nation. I think it's the sixteen eleven that they're trying to uh, put in and. It's um, mm-hmm. it's basically um, Black Lives Matter, which is a socialist organization, and the people who even organize that organization uh, are trained socialists. I mean, they were trained. <laughs> so, and this is getting into the school, and it's affecting everything, it's affecting the family. It's even more
1: insidious. Yeah, it's even more insidious than in that. Uh, they have social emotional learning going on. Uh, a lot of the online learning has been co-opted. Uh, we've got organizations that are pushing New World Order, and it's it's rippled into almost everything that the children are being taught. Uh, it's frightening. Yes. It's really frightening. And so we gotta we got to fight for our kids. We've got we to gotta fight for our kids. And I, and I hear the mom, like, Whoa, I don't know what my kids tell them, I think. We will lose them. We cannot teach enough. At home, in my opinion, counteract the indoctrination that's going on uh, in the public school system. So, yeah, I'm yeah.
0: Fine. And the, and I'm yeah, and the the scripture, yeah, the scriptures are the are the key to that. Absolutely. Well, now one thing crossed my mind: when when did you uh, go to law school? Were you married during that time? Uh, I got married halfway through my first year of law school. Okay.
1: So, um, yeah, right after finals, of course, you know, because why not? And then I I finished my first year. I stopped and worked as a paralegal for a couple of years while my husband finished, and then I and I had a child, and then I went back to law school. So when I went back, I went uh, part-time, because I was also working part-time and had a child,
0: and finished by going year-round,
1: you know, here. So, yeah. Kinda
0: yeah, that, hard, that, that, would be, that would be very tough, not only the classes, but... Uh... There's that wonderful bar exam that you have to get through. Oh,
1: yeah, I took that in California, which has uh, one of the highest failing rates. And then uh, when I moved here to Utah seven years ago, I had to take it
0: again in Utah after 30 years
1: of law practice.
0: Almost killed me. Oh, wow. Well, I I just can't imagine preparing for the bar exam and having a child and being married and um, everything. That... um, and through all of that, you were still able to turn to the scriptures. Oh, that
1: was critical. Are you kidding? Um, no, I, there, there have been, you know, times in my life, taking the bar again some years ago, going through breast cancer. Um, you know, we dealt with lots of other just all kinds of things. The scriptures were my anchor. And some days when I was, well, sometimes we're so. Um, Traumatized, or distraught, it's hard to, to get revelation, and it's hard to hear the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I'll just say, "I'm, I know I'm, <laughs> you know, I gotta, I'm, I'm a tough reach right now. I'm just going to open my scriptures and, you know, guide me to what I'm supposed to see." And invariably, I'll, you know, I'll plop them open, and there is the answer. I'm like, "Oh, thank you, <laughs> man. I was having a hard time here, and, and uh, yeah." I, I just love, love Lord's ability to, it's, it's, it's really wonderful.
0: Well, it's been wonderful talking to you. I um, if you ever run for office again, I'll go knocking on doors, but, <laughs> but it'll probably mean you losing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Actually, I, you know, know I, <laughs> it just dawned on me, I, I should, I should go and support the incumbent. There you go. There you go. Uh, we'll
1: see. I, I, that one I was kicking and screaming, and the Lord was saying, "Go run." And I'm like, "Are you kidding?" I don't really want to, but I try very hard to do what the Lord tells me to do, no matter what. And uh, so, yep, we'll we'll see what that experience brings. Um, you learn from all of that. Um, I love talking to people. I love dealing
0: with people. So uh, all that's good. Very good. Well. I'd like to end with you bearing your testimony, if that's all right. Oh, I'd be delighted. I, my, I have had a testimony
1: from the time I was a young child. Um, I have always loved my Savior uh, with all my heart. He has been my anchor through um, great mental illness and anxiety as a child. I, I have a firm testimony. Um, that my Savior lives and knows exactly who I am, that my Heavenly Father knows who I am. I consider that one of the greatest miracles, that the God of all the universes knows who I am, loves me, and cares about me. And each of us, that is such a marvelous thing. Uh, I have been a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, uh, from childhood. I have always loved it. Um. I I love the Church, and it's uh, filled with wonderful and perfect human beings who are, you know, doing miracles, <laughs> and so grateful for the Prophet, uh, love him, and the Apostles, and so thankful for their families. And I have an absolute firm testimony of the Prophet Joseph Smith. Um, I read that Book of Mormon every year, and as an author, I know there is no way that he just wrote that. I know um, every time uh, when I read it, that uh, it was inspired of God, and I'm so thankful for Joseph Smith uh, for his sacrifice and everything he went through. Um, you know, I I absolutely know that that uh, he is a prophet. I know that our prophet today is a prophet and is inspired. I see so many things happening, and just absolute uh, conviction that. Lord and Savior leads and guides our church through the prophet. So I uh, believe all those things. I believe uh, in the priesthood, the restoration of the priesthood, love the priesthood, um, love the temple, grateful for the temple. Um, And I leave that with everyone in the name of Jesus Christ.